Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host, and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome, so glad to have you. Let's talk about OPEN, the Oral Health Progress and Equity Network. OPEN's primary focus is to engage with those that are committed to system change by investing time, resources, and this is where you come in, and brain power towards our collective goals. Now, we know that oral health is vital to overall health, and yet there are barriers in place which, like locked doors, prevent people from optimal health. You'll learn all about those barriers as you proceed through the program. Open won't stand for the failure to live to our ideals. And as a nation, we need to consider that people are left to suffer from preventable oral health issues. Open catalyzes a network in order to take on America's oral health challenges so that everyone has an equitable chance to thrive. The belief is that open will not stop until everyone has the keys that they need in order to fully access good health. In this episode, we're gonna talk about the framework of open, what the goals are, what the different pillars are, and how that impacts you and what you can do to have a positive impact and support the network. Now, in order to really understand the efforts of OPEN, you have to understand its mission and vision. So the mission of OPEN is to ignite change and build collective power in order to transform individuals, communities, and systems. The vision is that oral health is integrated into overall health, and healthcare is equitable, accessible, and affordable for all. In order for you to be part of engaging in the mission and vision of OPEN, you have to think of yourself and what capabilities you have outside of the operatory as a dental professional. My hope is that I can share some of this information about OPEN's mission and vision and the different things that are going on in order to accomplish that mission and vision And then you can find out what your part is, what your role is, and what you can do to be a part of that. Do you ever feel like you're just running around in circles or you have great intentions and you put out a lot of energy, but you find yourself repeating the same problems over and over and over? I know I do especially in this profession, right? I see a patient, we diagnose and treat a problem, we uh, take care of the problem, we try to uh, help the patient to manage that problem, and they return six months or a year later and they have the same problem all over again. Because we are creatures of habit, because there's no change in our behavior, or we're not changing how we do what we do, or changing our approach to what we're doing. So we're getting the same results, right? That's that definition of insanity, uh, doing the same thing over and over and over, but expecting different results. I came across this book 
published by Dan Heath. It's called Upstream. And there's a little parable at the beginning of the book that I'd just like to share with you because my mind keeps going back to this parable when I think about what this topic is, the open network. So the open network is really focused on dealing with problems in an upstream way. I'm just going to share this parable with you and I want you to keep this parable in mind as you move forward through this podcast and learn about the open network how the network is structured, what the framework is, and then what the different levers of open are and what we're trying to accomplish. You and a friend are having a picnic by the side of the river. Suddenly, you hear a shout from the direction of the water. A child is drowning. Now, without thinking, you both dive in. You grab the child and swim to shore. But before you can recover, you hear another child cry for help. You and your friend jump back in the river to rescue her as well. Then another struggling child drifts into sight, and another, and another. The two of you can barely keep up. Suddenly, you see your friend wading out of the water, seeming to leave you alone. Where are you going, you demand. Your friend answers, I'm going upstream to tackle the guy who's throwing all these kids in the water. Now, this is a public health parable, and this is adapted from the original, which is commonly attributed to Irving Zola. And I share this with you because this parable is a perfect example of what we're dealing with when we're talking about oral health and some of the problems that we have in our current health system. I want you to think about the upstream thinking that you are going to be required to have in order to help provide solutions to some of the problems that we face in our society when it comes to oral health care. It's important for you as a student to understand why networks are created. Now, a strong network is made up of strong communities. If you go on to the openoralhealth.org website, you will see that there are open communities. It's a virtual platform and it features resources and discussions that are related to open topics and focus areas. Everyone has different things that drive them that they want to pursue or to engage in. Now the open communities is a space where you can engage with others. You can ask questions, find answers, and connect with others in order to collaborate on some kind of issue in the landscape of oral health progress and equity. So if you want to learn more about oral health equity and social justice, there's a place you can go to open communities where you find others working as healthcare advocates, practitioners, providers, funders, and then citizens as well. You can join one of the many open communities, create an account, complete the email verification, and then you're ready to go. One of the things I would recommend you do is explore the communities. There's a little communities button where you can explore right on the main navigation bar on the website. And you'll see many different community groups that are organized around different interest areas. Click on one that sparks interest in you, and you can join that community 
after you read the description. This will provide you an opportunity to connect with others. The network has thousands of oral health advocates across the country. In the directory on the main navigation bar, you can search people by their name, location, group membership, or where their interest areas are, or the region that they're divided in. It is a very organized site. Now here's the best part. Once you've joined the open community and you've explored what topics interest you, and you've decided to take the plunge and connect with others, now this gives you the opportunity to contribute or to participate. I want you to know that joining a discussion, you have something to give. You have something to bring to the table. Just because you are a student does not mean that you are not valuable. You are the future change agents of our oral health progress. You are equipped to share your expertise, your knowledge, and the resources to help make our network stronger and more aligned in its collective action towards systems change. So don't disregard where you are in your career path because a lot of things aligned to get you to here and a lot of things that you're passionate about or you care about are right on the open network that might help spark your future movement as an advocate or a thought provoker or a truth seeker, a visionary, a people magnet, right? Think about the types of people that make changes in communities. Open provides a commitment that we connect with purpose. So there are four different hubs to the framework. There is an impact strategy hub, and this has blueprint lever team leads. And I know this has maybe some language that you might not understand, but just bear with me. Then there's a response hub. The response hub has a network of response team leads and members. There's an advisory hub, which has a national oral health collection team. And then there's the connection and alignment hub, which has the regional oral health connection team leads and members. And these are all divided into groups, depending on where you live across the country. So those are your four main hubs that come together to form a nucleus. Across those hubs are five levers. And the reason why I'm explaining the levers to you is because one of these levers, or maybe multiple levers, might be something of interest to you. So the first lever that we focus our attention on in the network is amplifying consumer voices. Now, amplifying consumer voices, in this work, it centers the voice and experiences of those not well served by our present oral healthcare system. By engaging directly with communities, building grassroots advocacy capacity, and collaborating with other progressive movements, we can create a megaphone for the people. That is the focus of that lever. That may be a group you're interested in standing with. Maybe amplifying consumer voices was something that spoke to you. So a sample action step that you could take would be to join other consumer groups to learn about their issues, build meaningful trusting relationships, and promote ways to integrate oral health in your messaging. The next lever is advancing oral health policy. 
Advancing health policy work engages everyone to collaborate from a shared policy agenda, collectively urging changes at the federal, state, and local levels. Now, the aim is to address inequities by promoting policies that strengthen oral health coverage for all, encourage innovation and integration. Maybe the lever advance oral health policy sounded interesting to you. A sample action that you could take is to establish a broad strategy to advocate for change in federal, state, and local laws and regulations in partnership with consumers. Identify an opportunity and design plans to implement and assess. And I will tell you, there's a lot of work to do in this area for our profession to move forward. Third lever is integrate dental and medical. And this is what last week's podcast topic was all about. We recognize that oral health is fundamental to overall health. In this lever, we work within our organizations, among our peers, and in concert with educational institutions, regulatory bodies, and other entities in order to achieve broad awareness and acceptance of that truth. We promote pilots, policies, and practices in this lever in order to advance interprofessional care, integrate coverage and health information, and support everyone's learning about the best ways to return the mouth to the body. A sample action that you could take here would be to identify and promote pilot projects, to co-locate medical and dental schools, including shared curriculum and rotations for students and residents. As a student, maybe you have an idea that you'd like to share with your faculty that could be a great interprofessional collaboration, something we haven't thought of. We're going to all need to put our heads together in order to move forward in this area lever is emphasize prevention. And in this lever, we know that prevention works in oral health. We are the prevention experts, right? We also know that current payment approaches and traditional clinical practices favor invasive interventions over both prevention and effective non-invasive care. And lastly, we know that communities without access to such basic resources as healthy food, transportation, tools for at-home oral care, and time face challenges in maintaining good oral health. We aim to flip these forces so that prevention becomes the norm. Care teams are oriented to an upstream approach and better health outcomes are valued and achieved. This lever is exciting to me. Maybe the lever emphasized prevention spoke to you. A sample action you could take in this lever would be to identify and promote lessons learned and cost-benefit outcomes from oral health prevention and non-invasive interventions. Advocate for reimbursements. Your service learning project is designed right around this lever. It's a great sample of what you could be doing in the community to work in this lever. We have to create different ways to think about prevention. Some of us do not perform routine prevention maintenance on our cars. If it's running, why spend the money, right? Our current system pays providers based on what they do, what they repair. So if you have an area of decay and we correct or treat the decay and we treat the disease to stabilize the dentition, we get paid. 
And this is a very reactionary approach to care, but it's the way that it's been done. A more sustainable approach that puts prevention at the center shifts the value and transforms our thinking to put our efforts into prevention. What is challenging is paying for something that doesn't happen, paying for sealants or fluoride so that decay doesn't happen. It's a little harder to measure and currently a little less tangible than looking at decayed, missing or filled teeth when we're considering the data. This will require a shift in our thinking and we are just the right group to do it. Consider our current situation and how we look at oral health in America. Do you think that we have problem blindness? The belief that negative outcomes are just natural or inevitable in our society? That there's no possible way that we can ever get decay rates or periodontal disease under control? Why do we wait for these bad things to happen instead of looking for signals that there might be a risk that will help us determine that there's a need for more prevention and then act on that information. That's a question that I ask you. Bring care to the people. And in this lever, we look at to close the oral health gap that we must bring care to the people instead of insisting that the people come to the care. We listen to communities to learn what they need and then support the allocation of funding for and design and implement new models of care and workforce deployment. We meet consumers where they are in non-traditional and trusted settings, ultimately creating healthier communities. Bringing care to the people is the last of the five levers. A sample action that you could do in this lever would be use a focus group or other method in order to develop tools that can be used to analyze the local policy environment. Determine policy barriers that inhibit systems from bringing oral health care to where the people are. Maybe this is something that you observe in one of your community rotations and you end up getting an idea. Be sure to share those ideas with others. These are the five levers of the open network. These five levers are the areas of interest that we are all working in. Some of the members are working in multiple levers. I'm sure that you can find a lever that is of interest to you. Another question I think is worth asking is, who do you think is best positioned to fix the problems that we have with our current structure for oral health delivery? And are the people that are positioned to fix the problem or make the changes, do they see the problems? Is there a gap between understanding between the people who are positioned to fix the problem and the people that understand the problem? That's a question I'm posing. I will put all of the information that you need to access the open blueprint and the open network right in the show notes for you. All the information that I've covered in this podcast is right on the website. One of the newer things that Open just introduced is using Slack. So Slack is a workplace messaging app and it allows for direct messaging, group threads that has specific topics, known as channels, and easy file sharing. 
So Open's now adding Slack as a communication channel, and this helps complement the Open Communities online workspace. There's an expression that says, you can't help a thousand people or a million people until you understand how to help one person. On your educational journey, I am quite certain that you will learn how to help at least one person. Take the lessons learned from that help and use it to think and consider the possibilities of what you're capable of. You, as an upstream individual, figuring out who's throwing those kids in the river. I want you to think about just what your potential is to meet the future needs of our healthcare system to change the direction of where we are going. Thanks for listening today. Join me in the next episode where we will be discussing an important topic, how to provide culturally competent care in your work environment. It's really important to recognize different cultures, different social norms, and different beliefs that may be different from your own. Understand where your role is how you can be the best version of yourself and provide care that is culturally competent. I hope you join me. I would invite you to ask any questions at all that you need answered. Sometimes questions come up when you're listening to this podcast. If you have a question, most likely someone else has the very same question. I'd be happy to answer it and would probably share it in a future podcast.